In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes to us to reveal that we don't have to hide anymore. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have you ever heard someone and knew immediately that you were in trouble? That happened to me. Well, a few times, but specifically happened to me when I was in high school. You see, when I was in high school, uh, we used to go, my family used to go uh, to this convention called uh, the, the Lutheran Layman's League Convention. It was sort of like the uh, Lutheran Layman's League was sort of like the, the male equivalent of um, uh, LWML, Lutheran Women's Missionary League. Um, and they would have this nationwide convention and LLL put, uh, put together the Lutheran Hour, which my dad worked for. And so we were there every year. We had to go, and uh, I actually looked forward to it, because uh, while they were off doing boring adult stuff, um, since this was a family thing, they had put together uh, all sorts of stuff for the kids and for the youth to do, and so you got to hang out with people from uh, all over the country, really. It was sort of like a big sort of VBS, if you know what VBS is, Vacation Bible School. You take about a week and you do some fun stuff, and uh, that's what we did. It, It was sort of like a destination vacation every time, and um, I didn't have to just hang out with my family. In fact, I got to hang out with uh, other people that were my age. And at this uh, specific convention, um, uh, you you always got to meet um, all sorts of different people, and at this specific convention, I got to meet a girl named Heather from Tennessee. Heather liked me, um, and uh, and and yeah, feeling was mutual. You know, it, it was awesome. Um, and and so you know, one day we uh, all of the youth went out. Liz is giving me the look of death here. Don't worry. Um, we we went out to um, uh, went out to this amusement park, and after the amusement park, they all stuffed us back into the bus, and we uh, rode back together to the hotel that everybody was staying at. And Heather invited me up to her hotel room. It's not quite as scandalous as it sounds. And so uh, we went back up to her hotel room to talk and stuff. And, um, and while we were up there, we were kind of talking together. And um, uh, all of a sudden, we heard Heather's parents. Now, before this, I was a young, naive little high school boy. I had no idea that this would actually probably be seen the wrong way. Um, and, uh, and, and Heather froze and said, it's my parents. And I froze and said... Okay. And I thought through it a little bit, and I did what every probably typical high school boy would do at the time is I ran and I jumped into the closet. It was an awesome move because they were definitely overpackers. Um, there were a lot of clothes in that closet. And so I, in that closet, kind of scooted my way back to the corner behind a bunch of dresses and things and uh, tried to be as still as I could be. 
as I heard her parents walk into the room, because um, right before I had jumped in there, she had told me that uh, she wasn't supposed to have anybody in there, much less a boy. And so I I was hiding back there, sort of praying, hoping that God would not smite me down, um, or her parents for that matter. And so I was was standing back there and and just hoping and praying, nothing's going to happen. And they said, well, we're just back in for a little while, and then we're going to get going in again, again. And I said, hallelujah, um, you know, on the inside. Um, and they said, we just came back to change clothes. Uh-oh. So I try to melt into the wall. And Heather is picking this up, too. And so she's like, oh, great, I'll help you out. So she goes to the closet. She starts pulling clothes out of the closet for her parents to wear. Would you like to wear this? How about that? And everything seems to be going swimmingly. Um, They're changing their clothes. Everything is going well. And then all of a sudden, um, they're about to leave. And um, I I hear the closet door open. And I know that that's not good because I can kind of tell where they are in the room. And I know that Heather's not close to the door. And all of a sudden, I hear this voice say, Heather, whose feet are these? So, I come out of the closet. Hi! It's very nice to meet you, Mr. and Mrs. Wheeler. Um, wish we could have met under better circumstances. Thank you. Goodbye. And I bolt towards the door. I run down probably 15 flights of stairs or what felt like it, just trying to get myself away from that scene. Which is a whole lot like what is happening in our Genesis reading here. Adam and Eve... They are hiding from God. They know that something isn't right. And so when God comes walking through in the morning, and He's looking for them, saying, where are you? They say, well, we're hiding. Because we know that something bad has happened here. We know that this isn't exactly what He had planned for us. We know that something is wrong. And something is wrong. And God knows that something is wrong, specifically because they're hiding. You see, that's not a part of God's original plan for humanity. And we know that hiding is not a part of God's original plan for humanity, simply by the fact that clothes get invented after the fall. You can't hide too much if you're not wearing anything. And so so God, simply by the fact that they're hiding, knows that something has gone wrong. He knows that something has gone awry with His design. 
We're taking a look at the Trinity for this uh, series, and uh, last week we started looking at the Trinity kind of as a whole, to, and, and then we're going to be breaking the Trinity down into the three persons of the Trinity, and today we're talking about God the Father, who, when we read the creeds, we understand that God the Father's role is He is Creator and Maker. He is the one who has the sort of design in mind when creation is created, when, uh, when humans are created, and even when the plan of salvation is created. Between Him and the rest of the members of the Trinity, God the Father is the person who is the designer. He's the producer. He's the one who is putting together the plan that is going to be enacted. And if you ever know anybody who is a designer type, somebody who engages creatively with something in order to make something work the way that they want it to work, maybe it's a composer, maybe it's an artist, maybe it's somebody who works with computers, maybe it's somebody who works with cars, but they understand design elements. They design how things go together and they know what they want out of their design. And when they have a design that does something that they don't want it to do, well, they don't really, really don't like that. And that's exactly what's happening here with God the Father. It's almost instantaneous. He can see that there's a problem with the design all of a sudden. And he knows that he didn't create it with a problem because he's God. He knows that it's been sabotaged. He knows that something has gone wrong and now his creation is hiding from him. And simply by that fact, he knows that they have sinned. In fact, he probably wouldn't, he does know, but he probably wouldn't even have to know how they sinned. They wouldn't, he wouldn't have to know that you, oh, you ate the apple. Oh, okay. Well, I knew that you sinned before you did that. We probably had that experience with some authority figure in our life where we've sort of acted guilty or we've been hiding something and they know that you've done something wrong even though you haven't fessed up to it yet but they, they kind of see it in you and they say, you know, I knew that something was up. Because you were hiding or you were being evasive or whatever. In fact, part of my role here as pastor, as preacher, as the person who brings to you law and gospel, part of that role is to get you to understand that you are a sinner. And a lot of the way that I do that, when you listen to these sermons, a lot of the way that I do that is I try to elicit out of you something where you understand a certain kind of sin that you have committed just by me sort of poking around the outside of what that sin might be. And today I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm just going to say this. You're hiding something. I don't know what it is. But there is something, some sin that you're hiding In fact, 
I won't do it because you would probably not like me that much. But I could tell you, get up, meet somebody else who's in this room, and tell them a sin. And you would feel really uncomfortable about that. Even though we all recognize that we we are sinners, we just did that together in confession and absolution. For you to go and talk about your sin to somebody else, that's difficult. Because you want to keep it hidden. The mere fact that you want to hide it tells you and tells everybody else that there's sin there. Hiding is not a part of God's design. God's design, in fact, our relationship with Him was modeled after His relationship within Himself. His relationship within Himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's no hiding in that relationship. There's full vulnerability. There's full disclosure. That is the design that God the Father has in Himself. That's the design that the Trinity has in Himself. And that is the design that God wanted to mimic when He created us. And we had it for a while. But then sin crept in and caused us to hide from God. Caused us to hide our sins from God. Caused us to hide from Him because we didn't think that He could love us knowing that we sinned. It's interesting, too, noticing how God works with this sin. God doesn't choose to hide Himself away from us when we sin. Instead, God gets right in our face when He solves our sin. God comes to us and He chooses to be completely vulnerable to us, completely open to us, as He sends Himself in the form of a human being just so that we can comprehend who He is. So that He's not hidden anymore, but that He's right there in front of us. Dying on a cross naked. God chooses not to hide when He's coming into your life, but to be completely available to you. Completely vulnerable to you. And so interestingly, in this reading, when God the Father comes into the scene, He curses the snake. 
He curses the saboteur. He curses the Satan who is leading Adam and Eve into sin. He doesn't say, I'm going to wipe you off of the face of the earth. I'm going to separate you. I'm going to make sure that you don't exist anymore. I'm going to hide you from me. He doesn't say that. Instead, what he says is, I'm going to be right in your face. I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman and all of her offspring, but I'm going to be right there. I'm going to be right there so clearly that you're going to be able to bruise my heel. But guess what? I'm going to stomp on your head. That's not hiding. And so, God does that with us. He says, those sins that you have, I'm not just going to hide them away. I'm going to make you understand that you actually have these sins. I'm going to make you bear them in front of me. And I'm going to bear myself to you to show you how righteous I am. And show you how different those two things are. Your sin, my righteousness, nothing is hid. And what you are left with walking away from just that alone is this sinking sense of despair. But then he says, I'm going to take that sin. I'm going to take that ugliness and I'm going to stomp on it. I'm going to stomp on it by stomping on my only son on a cross. And when I do that, your sins are gone. Not hidden, but gone. So that you never have to hide from me again. That is the good news. That no matter who you are in this room, that no matter what kind of sins you've committed, maybe you've committed something that you think is almost unforgivable, it's not. If St. Paul can kill tons and tons of Christians and say, I have God's grace, if Peter can deny his Lord and say, I have grace, then you can too. You can own up to those sins. It's scary, yes. But if you bring them out into the open, they lose their scariness. Because when you bring them out into the open, and you understand that you have a God like Jesus, you understand that He takes them away from you forever and ever. That's His design. Amen.